What's up, everybody? This is uh, Nick, the uh, face of Angry Nick here at Game Source. I'm with uh, my partner, Crime. Hello, sir. It's a pleasure to be on. Hello, sir. Again, it's a pleasure to be on, and it's a beautiful day in paradise. How are you? Not too bad. Can't complain too much. Yeah, I'm sure you can. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. I think we're trying to experiment with a little something a little bit new this time, so... Uh, Hopefully, all of our loving and adoring fans out there will uh, be able to appreciate us live as they're watching right now. <laughs> or if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to it on the podcast when it comes out in MP3 form, they won't care. Yeah, that's true. Nobody will care about the face of Angry Nick and Follow Time. <laughs> I certainly don't, but let's go to it, man. What are we talking? Well... Uh, E3 pre-show, you know, as uh, as uh, those folks who follow us, and you know, for those of you uh, who don't, uh, you know, you can check out uh, a lot of our great content at uh, www.yourgamesource.com. Uh, this is our typical E3 pre E3 preview thing, you know, that we kind of we kind of run each year. Kind of gives us uh, some uh, opportunity to give you folks uh, an opportunity to give us some feedback on what you'd like to see at E3. Uh, what we kind of expect to see, what our expectations of some of the conferences are going to be, and, uh, you know, all that good junk. So, If I were E3, what E3 would I be? I would be an <laughs> E3 tree. An E3 tree. Yes. So what, so Gerald, uh, I guess let's start off with the, uh, I think the the uh, one with the least least contender, uh, Nintendo. Uh, as 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 we know, Nintendo uh, is doing uh, more of a Nintendo Direct. Am I right on that? They're doing a Nintendo Direct type video thingy across the internet streaming because we don't want to show our faces in full at the conference live and embarrass ourselves in public. So we're going to run <laughs> uh, four separate shows, one each day with little tidbits, little little tidbits, little little things in there. To uh, all the great customers out there, um, which is a shame because they are at probably at their their highest notoriety for the Wii U in two years um, with the great success. And kudos to them, by the way, for for the wonderful start for Mario Kart 8, selling over 1.2 million copies, and and really looks like to be be a good good hit for them. Plus, they've got Super Smash Brothers coming out for 3DS this summer and later this year for the Wii U. So, at, at well, least off of that, off of those two titles, two, that uh, it looks like it could be a decent year. Although they do have to make some changes, additions, uh, and also some some minor tweaks uh, in order to to I think even make a, a great impression at the E3. Yeah, but in terms of your expectations of what, you know, as as you know, um, as as uh, those of you who know or you don't know, whether you follow E3 or uh, or you know you don't. Um, well, they should be following us because we've now got we've got uh, I think um, about eight hundred diff you know followers as far as between our Facebook or 
our Twitter account, and you guys are going to be live tweeting from the show floor all four days. In fact, five if you include the conferences themselves. You're going to be tweet, 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 tweeting away. Meanwhile, I will be here back in in our home command station, uh, garnering everything, all the information from all around the, the net, and also be adding it to our Facebook news feed and our Twitter news feed with just a constant barrage of information and I'm also going to be commenting and sticking my nose in there as the conferences are going on as well, sir. Well, so in terms of the expectations for the conferences, um, as we, as I, you know, tried to touch on at the beginning of beginning of the conversation was um, Nintendo Direct. So, unfortunately, Four it doesn't... Nintendo Directs. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't appear as though Nintendo intends on doing anything as they did Last year, um, as we know, um, it seems as, uh, as though um, from a uh, contact we have established over at Nintendo, they're going to be housing a tournament in the Nokia Center. Um, Which they and, should be doing for their presentation, but I digress. Go ahead. No, I'm just, but that's basically where I was going with that, was that um, unfortunately, again, Nintendo is falling last in place, again, as usual, um, because I, I mean... And, and, and I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you know. Is this is this is this yet another ploy to help buy time for them? Um, well, I think I think first off, they need to con- really, really strongly consider. And um, before I go into it, I do want to say that that OSU Water Polo, aka Aaron, uh, on his page at uh, yourgamesource.com/osuwaterpolo, had a great article that we posted today on his thoughts and hopes for N- Nintendo. And revamping the online system was priority number one for him. And I think that that would be a great start. And also would send a message to those third-party makers that, hey, the Wii U is a serious contender. But also as well, I think a massive price cut is needed. Because the even though it did sell strongly, um, 1.2 million sales, and it has also moved some consoles as well at 329 for the Wii U bun, uh, Mario Kart Wii U bundle and 299 for the the regular system that's just not going to cut it for the long term yeah, but Joe, what's what's the appeal though i we and we've had this discussion in previous podcasts what is nintendo's forefront what are they what are they front loading that that's going that's incentivizing well, first of all they need to ditch the the gamepad uh, and need to do need to do a Microsoft and uh, just ditch the gamepad, sell it for 199 without the gamepad because uh, most most of these games that are coming out right now are 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 not even reliant on the gamepad for the Wii U at this point in time and and it just seems that to be uh, right now having less and less importance as far as the the allure of the actual unit just and just like Connect. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to meet the same fate at some point in time, and, and Nintendo's just going to say, hey, we have two SKUs with or without the gamepad, but most people are just by price point are just going to be drawn towards the gamepad unit. I just think it's a necessity. I think it's something that's got to happen, um, hopefully sooner rather than later. But I think they're just going to be intoxicated with the short-term success they've had uh, with Mario Kart and, and still try to, to hold fast to what they do what they're doing, and that, that's going to be a mistake, I think, in the long run. But Mario Kart's not going to save them. No, it's, it's not. not. And I, I know it's not. I know it's not. That's what I'm trying to say. It's, it is not going to save them in the long run. It is just short-term success. And in the fall, they're going to have another boost, small boost in sales when Super Smash comes out. 
doesn't matter what the price of the system is. But the problem is, because the Wii, because the Nintendo hardcores haven't been buying this Wii U system until now with Mario Kart and Super Smash. But once those go, those uh, people buying go away, then you're left with trying to reach out to the general consumer, and the general consumer wasn't even interested in the first place. And that's that's a shame because I think the Wii U is a decent system, but it does need to have a major change as far as price is concerned. And it's, if it starts with that gamepad, so be it. But 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 again, you know, let me let me just revisit this: rebooting old games and rebooting rebooting series that have long since. I, I understand, you know, Mario Kart's a big one, Super Smash have historically always been top sellers for the uh, you know top sellers for Nintendo. But the thing is, is that how long can they stretch out their mediocre to poor success rate if they continue just rebooting these games? I mean, and, and just hear me out. The fact. Should we be concerned about the fact that they, again, do not have any kind of representation in terms of a conference? Instead of a conference, they decide to throw a tournament in. Is Nintendo going down the toilet? Because that kind of seems like the, the direction that they're going in. Um, it, it's just disappointing right now, the way that they're, they're you know, it, it's just delaying the inevitable. I understand that. Unless they get some new IPs, unless they... they that really garners some interest from the outside uh, general audience because right now the outside general audience is interested only in well first off the you know PlayStation 4 but now with the price cut and removal of Kinect on uh, you know most of the systems and, and their their SKUs right now the Xbox One so right it's still even with the short-term success a a a, a short-term success and a small window of opportunity for them to make a good impression, and I don't think they're going to be able to do it uh, because they're they're stubborn in their ways, and unfortunately that will be uh, their undoing probably by this time next year. Well, and, and I don't know. I, I guess I just, you know, I, I don't think Nintendo has anything to offer consumers at this point in, in terms of, I mean, like you had hit home about what you just finished discussing is that, I don't think, unfortunately, they have enough to offer consumers that's incentivizing enough to to purchase their systems anymore. And yeah, yeah they, they they are inevitably just delaying the inevitable, uh, you know, demise of Nintendo. And it's just, uh, you know, I, I, again, unless they and then the, the, well, they're they're also you have to consider the fact that they're they're so reliant on the 3DS sales hitting their marks. But the problem yeah. is with the mobile industry the way it is. Uh, it's going to make that that road even tougher for them, which uh, is uh, somewhat uh, um, unsatisfying for for fans out there because you know a lot a lot of people well, there's, there's have such... have relied on Nintendo handhelds for for many many years. So there, I think there's just such such a convergence now, though, with with um, a lot of these uh, platform based games in terms of. Uh, you know, and, and regarding the uh, regarding uh, mobile, you know, the, the 3DS, I think there's there's such an integral part of gaming that's now becoming more and more plentiful uh, plentifully available on uh, your iPads and your Android devices and your iPhones and your uh, that that again that's drawing eventually inevitably again that is eventually going to draw the attention away from the 3DS because it is more accessible and it's a lot easier. Um, to to download games on your mobile, uh, they're a lot cheaper, and you have your phone with you all the time. 
So, uh, but again, their their 3DS sales are, are le leading right back into what we were discussing just a moment ago. Are eventually leading to their inevitable end. Those 3DS sales are not going to carry them much longer. I, I just think it to be the end of the Wii U as we know it. Uh, if it does not, if this this progression does not hold fast. Um, but we'll we'll have a clearer picture by this time next year on it, and and we'll see what the uh, the legacy of uh, super, uh, excuse me Mario Kart 8 and Super Smash Brothers will be this time next year, and if they're still holding fast on their numbers, then then maybe the outlook will be you know the outlook will look a, the outlook will look a little better, but uh, that that's definitely uh, to, remains to be seen at this point in time. Well, uh, folks, don't forget that we will be uh, all the same providing coverage, uh, probably from the show floor. Um, not, you know not your favorite the... Super Smash Brothers character is the Wii Fit Trainer. Oh, please. Uh, what what a disappointment last year. That was a pitiful, pitiful uh, early access preview on the show floor that we got. <laughs> and they made you wait, what, an hour for it? Oh, man. If I had to hear friggin' Mario go, It's me, Mario! If I had to hear that one... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's going to be mass suicide in that room. <laughs> uh, I, I can imagine. I can imagine. So uh, who's up next? Kind of, kind of averting on on, uh, on Nintendo. Let, let's kind of migrate more into the, uh, I, I think, where the real console war is, the real meat and potatoes between the console war. Um, I think you probably want to highlight how Microsoft ate Crow, uh, because you called it. You called it. Yes, and I, I got to give credit to you, buddy. You called it, so why don't you explain to everybody how you called it before Microsoft did? <laughs> well, I just, you know, if you read my blog of infamy at yourgamesource.com slash yeselvislives.html, um, back in August of last year, um, I called as far as, I, I saw the signs as far as the, the disinterest in Connect, um, the, the, lack of, of promoting of games um, and just the, the sheer arrogance that Microsoft was showing as far as their policy is concerned and then after E3 where they got smoked uh, having to within a matter of two weeks reversing all, virtually all the unpopular policies that they were going to institute um, it was just one adding up to another adding up to another leading to to you know Let's put the, the Xbox One is still selling great. It's still one of the fastest selling uh, um, launches in console history. Let's 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 put that that put that out there. But obviously the the PR damage was done to the general consumer at large, and they chose the PS4 strong this past holiday season and up until this point. And Xbox One, in a very peculiar move, did not wait to to make this announcement of the No Connect. And um, skew and basically gave the sales for for the rest of May uh, to PlayStation. Okay. So, but you know now it's an almost even playing field and the systems are almost equal in 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 strength as far as it's concerned under the hood. There's some subtle differences and and certain games will will be uh, will exemplify that as far as frame rate issues are concerned. But basically, well, it's. Basically, it's an even race right now, and and there should be no more complaining from from you know fanboys from either Xbox or PlayStation from this point forward. But the fact that they bundled uh, Titanfall up, I think, was a good that was, was very strategic. Was well, a very strategic marketing marketing 
strategy they had there. Well, it was it was great, but now they're hard, kind of hard to find because you know they they have the connect. I think their best move was you know during the past few months was them allowing retailers to discount the Titanfall and the regular uh, Xbox Connect bundle, Xbox One Connect bundle with uh, Forza Five um, for four forty nine. I mean, keeping it at that four ninety nine price is just not attractive to consumers but when once they started going fifty dollars less people really got got into it at 399 now like i said it's now an even playing field so the titanfall bundles now uh i don't even know if it's still in production it's just basically with a lot of retailers that i've checked into lately uh it's becoming harder and harder to find so i'm hoping it's still out there because i plan on getting an xbox one probably by the end of the year and and i like to still you know that would probably be my uh, my choice is getting that because I'd still like to connect uh, as far as for some of the features uh, for the Xbox exercise, also the voice controls. I kind of dig on that. So, but I'm one of the few. I realize that. Oh. I, I also realize what Connect um, having that Connect in there did to the overall outlook initially of the Xbox One. So uh, since we're on the topic of Microsoft, what what are your expectations of what uh, as far as the conference? Um, what are your expectations, or what what do you think you your what do you think you have the strongest desire to um, to see presented at the conference this year? Well, you know everything these days seems to get leaked out, so that's that's the first bummer. Second thing is now people are, are this week the announcement of games. Um, it, it just seems like almost at this point E3 will be an afterthought with all the games that are that have already leaked out. Um, as far as the announcements of this game coming out, that game coming out, um, so it's, that that part has been disappointing too. But we'll discuss that with third party. Um, with Microsoft, you know, obviously they're going to exa- they're going to really really be be focusing on Halo, whether it's the the Halo Two remake that they're talking about, the Master Chief series, which has been rumored, or the you know, obviously Halo 5, which is coming next next fall, uh, they're going to show a lot of that off at E3. Which um, they showed last year. Uh, that was the well, yeah, conclusion but of uh, the they're show. Gonna, a little bit more than Master Chief in the desert this oh. time. But I, uh, I, they can't show Gears of War yet because that just started uh, production. They'll be showing that off next year. Um, I just think right now that that a lot they're going also going to be talking about a lot of uh, Xbox One. They're both both PS4 and Xbox One are going to start trying to flaunt their exclusives, um, and I think there's going to be one or two IP exclusives still left, even though you know logistically it's probably not in the best interest of these third parties to do it. I still think there's still exclusives that they're um, similar to Titanfall with EA that. Uh, that are still going to take place with both companies. Um, but I think you're going to see um, more Metal Gear uh, because obviously they have an alliance with Xbox One as far as uh, promoting some stuff first. Uh, you're, going to, you're going to see Forza Horizon 2. That's already been announced. Um, you're going to see probably footage of that. You know, just a lot of great Microsoft. Rise 2 has been talked about, so I think that's probably going to be there. Uh, Killer Instinct Season 2. I, I hopefully, like I said, a couple new IPs, original IPs from Microsoft, because I think their cupboard is still a little bit bare with as far as the number of self-made titles that they can go to, which will sell. 
Um, but I think that hopefully that they'll they'll take the right steps to alleviate that because Phil Spencer, who's now in charge of the Xbox, uh, stressed nothing but games, 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 and I think that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, after all this time, I think, um, you know, again, a lot of the a lot of the bad PR issues, as as we don't need to rehash because you know that was you know already glorified last year, but. Um, I think now that the, and, and this kind of goes in line with Sony as well, now that they've really have taken the time to establish their system, they've, um, you know, hopefully have established a strong enough consumer basis now to warrant the creation of, of more games. And I know we'll touch base more on this when we get to the third-party part of it, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I absolutely agree. I think at this point they just need to focus on games, 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 because that's, Ultimately, um, that's, well, that's who your consumer is right now. Is gamers? Yeah. That's who yeah. the main consumers right now. General consumers probably will be able, you know once once the hardcore gamer buys the Xbox One and or PS4, then you start focusing as companies will on the general consumer at large, and that's that's pretty much how how Nintendo strategized strategized it. It was that they they focused on the hardcores the first year, and then the the Wii just took off because of the the how, how the general consumer at large and the general public at large just totally got into the motion control gimmick uh, of the Wii. Now, um, and like I said, right now the PS4 is riding high and the Xbox One is selling strong as well. I think uh, as long as there are hardcore gamers that still need to migrate over from the uh, previous generation systems, I think, uh, you know, that that's... You're still going to have you can still have the need to focus on gamers, but I think once uh, that starts to dwindle a little bit, you'll see a focus with more general titles uh, geared towards the general consumers, and maybe uh, a reaffirmation of the Connect and and motion, you know, gaming and things of that nature. But that probably won't see for two, three years down the line. I will say that that if Xbox has any love left for the Xbox 360. Uh, that you'll, you'll probably see another price cut starting at uh, you'll see them starting at $99 and I think the same thing for Sony as well uh, with the PS3 I think if they they have any uh, uh, you know really they're still have have had some love for the PS3 unlike Microsoft which has totally put the three kicked the 360 to the curb uh, the PS3 is they've still had titles exclusive for the PS3 and a I think um, when it comes down to it, I mean, all of us in the U.S. seem to focus on the U.S. sales on how 360 is outselling PS3, but PS3, uh, I believe, has surpassed worldwide sales uh, of the, you know, of the last generation consoles over the 360 uh, in one last year, and I think the PS3, you know, just still has a couple of years of good left in it. And I think a price cut also may be starting at $99 for the base, what, 13, 16 gig model uh, will serve it well. Because at $99, it would be a great deal for a Blu-ray player that can do all the streaming and things of that nature uh, So and play games at the same time. Plus, I think, oh, but we're not even touched on Sony yet, right? No, I mean, that, we, that was leading into it anyway. But, I mean, since, you, since you've already kind of started on that, though, I mean, you know, in terms of, you know, again, going off the same basis of that and Sony said time now to establish himself and I mean Sony had already kind of kicked off with a good start anyway but in terms of I and, and again correct me if I'm wrong but wasn't initially the big problem with the consumer was with Sony was that their the price point was great with the system however they suffered from lack of available titles 
Oh, that's correct. I mean, that, that's been the big stigma with the PS4 is that, okay, I've got this PS4, what do I play? Um, there's a lot of little titles. Actually, the PS4 has more titles, I believe, at this point in time, the Xbox One, but not major titles. There's a lot of little downloadable titles, uh, PC titles uh, that have been ported, uh, things of that nature, but but not as many AAA titles uh, have been have been uh, released uh, compared to the Xbox One. So I got to give Xbox One uh, at least kudos on that. And uh, but the PS4, you know, the, obviously there's people like it. It's just been a they've just no PR nightmares. Just basically getting the job done. I think they're going to talk also as well. Sony will will be talking about their, you know, besides a, hopefully a PS3 cut, um, they will be focusing on a little bit on the PlayStation Now rental service, uh, which, you know, depending on who you talk to, is uh, a really good idea. Or to some others, they think it's going to fall flat in its face. I think it's something is if if it's priced right and uh, you know. If it's small, because it's members basing off uh, the service is based itself off of your internet, so to keep this latency is going to be a really big uh, question mark uh, for some of these games. But if it does, if it does well and it performs well, it could be a nice bonus um, for for PlayStation down the road and for customers uh, of the PlayStation 4 uh, being able to have uh, you know that that. Um, Backward, compa- backward compatibility of, of all those games from the past being able to still play it. So yeah, I, I, I definitely think there's still there's still definitely a strong reason to keep the PS3 in your house. Oh yeah, yeah. PS3 is great, um, but if you don't, like I said, PlayStation Now for the PlayStation 4. Well, it's also going to be for PlayStation 3. It's going to be for the play- PlayStation Vita. It's going to be for the PlayStation. Uh, actually, the the Sony televisions as well. So. Um, I believe it's. Hey, remember be, those, 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 so, those, those had real stellar yeah. sales. <laughs> well, I forgot it was for the PS3 as well. Yeah, PS3. It's going to be yeah. for mobile devices, um, for the TVs. Yeah, for the. For well, the well, let me just ask you something real quick now. In terms of the integration with the Vita, I know that I know that their big push with the PlayStation 4's release was the was the versatility with the the Vita and the capabilities of which you would have with uh, things such as remote play and remote start and things of that. Do you feel as though that was a successful Kickstarter launch or because I I really... It works works okay. I personally have used it on several occasions, but I'm not in love with it because, for instance, when playing Battlefield 4, there's just some of the touch controls. You're just not going to get... It does not replicate the... the controller 100%. I was going to tell you, it does a, it does a fair job of it, and it's nice that I can just hop over to your house or hop over, you know, to another state and then just play, you know, as long as the internet connection is good, mind you, there again, I can just play off, you know, games off, turn on my PS4 and then play games off my PS4. I mean, that, that, that concept, concept is really cool. Um, but it, it has not been a reason for the the sales of the Vita. Obviously, the sales ref, the the numbers reflect that it has not improved the sales very all that much. Now, there's been re, in the past couple of days there's been photos of of bundles, prepackaged bundles, um, going to be dripping out on the market pretty soon, um, probably around a six hundred dollar price point, which I still think is a little too much. I think if they did it around five fifty, five twenty five. Uh, I think that would probably be best served to do that. 
but uh, yeah, that they're they're start thinking about doing bundling together. Um, they may announce that at the conference, which just might make it more attractive. But it's all about the titles, and and yes, the Vita has a ton of small titles, indie titles, um, little titles. But they have really, it's hard when when there's when there's maybe one or two name games. Like for instance, Borderlands Vita just came out, didn't get the best reception in the world because it didn't seem to be the best made. Same thing with Call of Duty. You know, th- these name games, these name titles come to the Vita, but they just are bad ports. Or, or bad games that 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 just get uh, pushed out there, and that doesn't help the Vita at all. It needs a quality game, um, a quality new IP from a, you know, maybe um, either from a Sony first party or a name uh, third party uh, in order for it to survive and and thrive for that matter. Because I think the Vita's days uh, might be going just as fast as the Wii U at this rate. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not entirely much incentive to, you know, incentive to actually buy the Vita. But I love I my Vita. It's a great system, but unfortunately, like I said, if if you want big titles, you're not going to find that right now on the Vita that all that much. So I, I mean, I guess let's let's briefly touch on um, the place, uh, Sony PlayStation Four, and then we'll move on to the third party to sum mm-hmm. up. But so expectations on what Sony has to offer at this conference? Uncharted. And that will be coming out next holiday, even with, despite all the problems. Everybody and everybody in the uh, Naughty Dog office seemingly leaving, leaving uh, Naughty Dog. Um, the turnover's been high. I'm kidding, of course, but the turnover's been high at Naughty Dog. It was some of the main people, as far as Amy Henning, um, the other one of the other writers who was actually the, the voice of the bad guy himself. He's gone. Uh, and some other individuals that were high up in the development of this game also leaving. Um, but the guys behind The Last of Us, who had worked on the, uh, two of the previous Uncharted's, are now in charge of the direction of the Uncharted game. So I feel it's going to still be strong. I think they're going to show it off. And I think it's going to be a great holiday title uh, for 2015. Not 2014, unfortunately, 2015. Uh, I think if you're looking for a great first-party title for Sony this year, um, I really, you know, Drive Club's not going to do it for me. And uh, that that's the problem. So Sony is going to do a Microsoft, or what Microsoft has done in the past, recent past, and, and rely heavily on a lot of third-party help, Destiny, and some other games of that ilk that uh, will will keep its sales strong until they can start bringing out some of these first-party games. Because, you know, for instance, the Order 1886, that got pushed the next year, and uh, and games of that elk. I'm, I'm sure going to see IPs announced, including probably King The Last Guardian, which for years has been a joke in the industry. Uh, but those are probably will be next year as far as the uh, finality of having that. So next year looks great for the PS4, but for the rest of this year... I don't know how they're going to sugarcoat it, but uh, they're going to try to do their best. The new, the new Metal Gear Phantom Pain looked real good. Yeah, yeah, but um, unfortunately it has an alliance with Xbox right now because if last year it was at the Xbox conference, and I think yeah, they're going to have sure. some special stuff for, for Microsoft Xbox One uh, when it finally comes out, you know, 10 so, years from so now. Though, all, all the I'm same, kidding, of course. All the same, very, all the same, very, uh, still very excited, though. It looked like looks like an amazing game. Uh, yes, yes, it it looks like very good. Um, so if you're a Metal Gear fan, that's something to look forward to. Unfortunately, the uh, the um, 
the glorified $40 demo, which came out recently, was not uh, not the best representation of the game. But I think that once the you know Phantom Pain comes out, I think it'll uh, it'll be back to normal for for all the Metal Gear fans. So. So um, I guess uh, kind of our last last component is the uh, third party. It, actually, in the past couple of years, it's seemingly been demand probably the best representation of E3. Um, last year with surprises, you know, for like uh, Star Wars Battlefront, Mirror's Edge 2, Konami, you know, uh, excuse me, like, um, Ubisoft announcing a lot of stuff and things of that nature. This year with, I wish they would have saved the Far Cry 4 announcement for that. That would have been awesome. Um, yeah, it's like putting all your cards on the table. Yeah. It, well, most of them seemingly do that because they're they're just worried they're gonna leak it. You know, it gets leaked anyway, so they you know it spoils it anyways. Uh, but I think you're gonna see like more from Battlefield Hardline. I think that looks like it looks very promising because it's taking the Battlefield series into a different direction. Um, we see new God of War. Going back to um, the Sony thing, I think uh, just hit me. I think we're gonna see a new God of War in some form or fashion debuted. Uh. I don't know, it's man. for next it's year. Not... It's next year, you know, that type of deal. But, but sales didn't even really, sales really it weren't even really, really where Sony wanted them when the, the uh, last God of War came out, did they? Uh, no, no, not where they wanted to. But God of War 3 sold strong, so I think that's what they want to do. That's what they want to, the, if they go God of War 4, I think they'll be okay. Um, now, heading back to thir- third party, I think you're going to see, you know, the the Evolve game, Destiny, you're going to see, obviously, Call of Duty up the yin yang, um, and you're going to see a lot of a lot of third third party titles being being announced. That some of which, uh, you know, have already been mellowing out the past you know few days. And if you check out our our news feed on our game uh, game source Facebook page or Twitter page um, or Twitter feed, you'll see that you know among the 23,000 uh, tweets and posts that we've made. Uh, you'll see in the past few days that we've made quite, you know, at least a couple hundred more, uh, and most of them involved a lot of third-party announcements. But uh, I look forward to that. Evolve, the makers of Left 4 Dead, they're they're from the make from the makers of Left 4 Dead. They're really high on that game. Um, I'm not so much because uh, you know it doesn't. I, I like the Left 4 Dead style, but it's four on one, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, you know, Destiny. Activision. I, I actually have to say I am pretty excited to see Destiny. That game looks tremendous with tremendous, tremendous potential. You might be the only one, um, especially seriously. If, yeah, that game, uh, look, game looked impressive. Game looked like Halo, Halo, and Borderlands had a baby, but uh, it, unfortunately, that was just me. And I, for hopefully, with five hundred million dollars in advertising. Uh, and production costs that uh, Activision can change my mind on that. I hope so. Anyways, um, there's there's talk of you know a, a whole bunch of games like the new you know Star Wars Battlefront. We'll hopefully see that in action uh, finally, um, and and just you know a bevy of games from all the the different third parties. You know EA. What is Ubisoft? Does Ubisoft have anything more to follow up with Watch Dogs uh, besides just DLC? Do they have any more new IPs? They're going to show Assassin's Creed Unity. I understand that both Assassin's Creeds, the one for the new next generation and for one for the old. So and there's a lot of good things to look forward to from the third-party manufacturers. And uh, I really think um, 
I'm, I'm really just hoping for Left 4 Dead 3. I, I really just, uh, for me, that's one of the games that I would hope be announced, but uh, I know that's probably knowing Valve a long way off. I don't know, the new Dead Rising looked pretty impressive last year. Well, the, and that's just heading to PC this summer, uh, so PC players get to have fun with all those bugs. But uh, it, it was a I decent mean, looking. I mean, I was blown away by that. I was like, I, I was very, very impressed with that. When it didn't stutter. When it didn't stutter. But, uh, you know, need I digress? Uh, um, it looked, you know, it's a decent game. Uh, and I, it did very well for, for the Xbox One and it'd be coming out to the uh, PC this summer, which is good. Uh, good for Capcom. Should have come out on the PS4 as well, but oh well. Um, I think you're also going to see, like, like for the Xbox One, that's going to have at least one or two uh, third-party exclusives. I think you're going to see the same for the PS4, uh, as far as having a, a one or two uh, exclusives as well from third parties. That that's going to get pull every. That's going to come out of left field and surprise everybody. But one thing I do want to say before we we end this is the indie games. I think they're going to play a major part with both uh, Xbox and PS4. Uh, their conferences. Uh, hopefully you guys will be able to stop by uh, Indiecade when you're down there. You, Chris, and Corey, CNC. Uh, well, CNC, Chris, Nick, and Corey. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you know, and I think the indie games have taken a much greater spotlight than they traditionally have in the past. Um, I, I think, um, and, and I don't know, this is just my opinion, because, I mean, indie, indie, IndieCAD has always had a, uh, uh, been a vital component as we've traditionally have had the opportunity to meet with them in the past. But I think especially with the PlayStation 4 having such a limited available titles uh, to purchase offhand. Um, I think if it were not for indie titles being available for digital download through the PlayStation Network, um, I, I don't know if Sony could really credit themselves with, much, um, uh, with as much notoriety as they would have because I don't think really they, much, they would have had much in terms of availability as far as their titles, which everybody obviously had an issue with initially. But, um, yeah, so I mean... I, I think uh, I think we got to definitely give some love to Indy, and we will most certainly uh, make sure we make our rounds uh, rounds by there this year because um, I uh, I do look forward to seeing some of their great work over there. As do I, man. As do I. But uh, on that note, we just want to uh, you know, if I may, I we just want to reiterate that uh, we are going to be there all days V three. Uh, like Gerald mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we'll be twitching uh, live during the uh, press conferences uh, uh, during uh, Sony and Microsoft. Live tweeting. Uh, tweeting. Uh, tweeting, sorry. I, I if you guys things. can do a live Twitch, that would be awesome. Yes, that would be awesome. However, we'd probably be infringing on somebody. So, um, uh, uh, tweeting, we'll be tweeting during those conferences, um, as well as providing you some great content from the show floor. Um, GameSource has, has some amazing opportunities, and I just want to take time to to thank companies like uh, Bethesda and uh, Bandai uh, Namco, uh, Namco and uh, um, Kemco. Oh, yeah, thank you. We, we we have a whole list of them. I unfortunately uh, here here in Vegas it's eleven o'clock at night, and we're we're I'm unfortunately angry next at a, a few less of words and not looking at my calendar right now. So <laughs> that's uh that's one of the first times. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> shut up. Um, anyway. Well, I, we're going to be providing uh, a lot of great content in terms of uh, podcasts and just uh, video pictures and just a lot of other great things. Uh, and you know, we have to contribute uh, thanks to Gerald because uh, he'll be uh, working diligently at the command center and make sure that's all uh, up, ready, and available for you to view uh, at uh, www.yourgamesource.com. Um, Gerald, do you want to? 
Well, Google. also as well, I'll be hopefully posting it up to our YouTube page, which is yourgamesource.com, the entire thing spelled out, D-O-T-C-O-M. Or hopefully I can even throw things here on a game underscore source Twitch page. Uh, hopefully I can throw some stuff there as soon as you guys send me the video on that. Plus, uh, you guys will be taking pictures as well, which will show off on our Facebook page. Um, and like I said, if you like us on Facebook, uh, you'll be able to get our news feed right off our front page at yourgamesource.com. Or you can download our free mobile app and, and get the whole feed right there on Twitter. Uh, or also as well, our Facebook feed right off your mobile app. Or, uh, you know, if you want, just go straight to our Twitter and at GameSource. You can just tweet to us and... and if you have a question for the guys down there to find out, they'll we'll be more than happy to, to uh, you know, cover a game for you if you wish. Just tweet us at GameSource or send us a message to our Facebook page, GameSource. Um, you know, we're just just happy to take care of you guys out there and gals out there, uh, you fans. Uh, thanks for following us, and we appreciate all all of it. And uh, we'll be also um, I'll be posting my thoughts over the next few days uh, on E3. Uh, for what all what needs to happen and what will happen for all three, uh, hopefully I'll be able to put that out in the next few days. I know, uh, like I said earlier, Aaron has already put out his E3 thoughts. Uh, our newest, our latest, um, uh, you know, staff member Joe, he's uh, got articles coming up uh, right here in the near future. So uh, keep on the lookout for that. And uh, you know, like I said, things are uh, getting really busy right now around E3 as it always does. Absolutely, and uh, you know, as always, we just thank you, folks, for taking the time to tune in with us. Uh, like I said, we have uh, we have uh, we're excited to be a part of E3 as usual, and we uh, you know thank all those fine folks who are taking the opportunity to meet with us, and uh, all the folks who are going to meet with us who don't know yet they're going to meet with us. So <laughs> let's just hope this all went through and it recorded okay. Yes, yes, let's hope so, but. Uh, Otherwise, hey, everybody, have a great night. Thanks for joining us here at Game Source. Until our next. Well, we're gonna also going to have a um, – I don't know if it would be with you because you'll probably be tired. But uh, next week after the uh, the conference, we're going to have another podcast and, uh, you know, decide who won. So. Yep, sounds like a plan. All right, man. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, watching, viewing, reading – following, liking, and whatever. (laughs) Thanks, guys. And gals. Peace.